Thank you so much again for joining us for this online Easter experience. My heart to you is that even though things look a little different today, that you're growing in your walk with the Lord, or maybe you have never said yes to Jesus, and today the Lord is speaking you, speaking to you through the, through the songs that are being played and through the different verses that are being read. Well, hey, I just want to take a few moments. I don't want to be very long today, but I just want to share something from my heart. I want to read the Easter story, and then I just want to challenge us as a church, whether you call City Beat home or whether you're joining us for the first time online today. And so I want to dive in. I want to read John 20 to you, and this is kind of part of the Easter story, and, and I believe God has a word for us today as a church. John 20, starting in verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb, and we didn't know where they had put him. So she's showing up early in the morning, and the Bible's clear about this, even before the sun had risen, and she's a little nerve-wracked. Why? Because she shows up to, to, to kind of finish the process of the burial, but there's no body 
to embalm, right? And so she's alarmed. She runs back, tells Peter and John. And so watch how the story goes. Peter and the other disciple started out to the tomb. They were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Isn't that a great thing to put in there? Hey, I was faster than Peter. <laughs> he stooped and reached, looked into the tomb and first. And so he stooped and looked into, the, looked into and saw linen wrapped lying there. But he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings there, while the clothes that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Then the disciple, whom reached the tomb first, also went in and saw and believed. I love that. He saw with his eyes, and what happened? He believed in his heart. He saw with his eyes, and he believed with his heart. For until then, they hadn't understood the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. Man, this is the joy of Easter, isn't it? That a, a, a guy that they were trying to kill, they actually killed, but he didn't stay dead. I love the thought of he needed a borrowed tomb because he wasn't planning on staying in there very long. And that's the joy we have this morning, celebrating Easter together. We celebrate a God who is not dead, but he's alive. And as we were reading in part of this Easter story this morning, we're seeing the first disciples who discovered that, whoa, Jesus isn't here. What happened? And they're trying to figure it all out. And I love the final verse there where it says that, that John, he saw with his eyes. And what happened? He believed in his heart. You know, that's what Jesus has, still does over 2,000 years later. He's looking for someone to look and see for who he is so that he can transform your heart. That's my story and many other people today you're watching, that's your story. You maybe came to a church service or you stepped into a, a service gathering somewhere and you saw Jesus, you saw people worshiping, you experienced it and all of a sudden you begin to feel the transformation of the Holy Spirit in your heart. That's the God we serve. He's in it to transform lives this morning. And my prayer is, whether you're walking with Jesus for a long time or you're, you haven't even said yes to Jesus, today you would respond to the greatest story ever told. This is the greatest story ever told. That yes, they killed Jesus, but he wasn't dead for long because he rose from the grave. And why did he do it? He did it because we needed a savior. We celebrated Good Friday a little, a couple days ago, that Jesus had to die for our sins but then he rose from the dead in victory over death and hell. And that's why as a Christian, I get excited when I think about my life because death, the Bible says, where is your sting? As Christians, even though our earthly body dies, Jesus overcame death. So we have eternity in heaven to look forward to. And that gets me excited. You know, I was thinking about this thought and I was actually thinking about even filming off location in, in a special spot, you know, near where, in my, where me and my wife live. We live near a, um, an old, it's back, back, back from when the War of 1812 happened. Um, it's called Fort Howard and they have dungeons and prisons. It's, it's a little creepy if you go there um, towards the, the evening. But there they have, it's an old fort that they used to use to protect when the British were coming into to the United States and, and they had dungeons, like I said, and cannons. And it's pretty cool. We love taking our dog there and love walking around and enjoying the scenery. It's right on the water, so it's beautiful. You can see ships coming in and, and, and big old um, ships leaving and even sometimes catch some cruise ships um, coming into the port of Baltimore. Well, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about when we walk along one of the trails, it goes back through the woods, and it ends 
where the prisons are where they used to keep the British prisoners who they had captured. Now it's a little creepy when you think about it, and I'm not much about liking stuff like that, but it's cool when you think about, wow, this is an old piece of history, and it's right here kind of in our backyard, and we enjoy going through and walking our dog. But I was thinking about this thought of prisons, and you may think, well, that's an odd thought. Why would you want to think about prisons? Well, I was thinking about prisons because prisons are meant to keep people in. When, when we walked by those old British um, dungeons where, where they used to keep um, um, the British enclosed and captured in them, they kept them there because their fear was if they let them just run loose, that those people that were their enemies would try to harm them. So what did they do? They built these little encagements, you know, not very big, not very tidy, doesn't have a nice bed in it. It was kind of mucky and, and dark and gloomy and didn't have air condition or heat in it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the weather was, that's what you had to live through. And they would have a big old caged door on them, right? You ever seen maybe in a documentary or actually been to visit someone in prison? It's not very fun. A prison is meant to keep people enclosed. But I was thinking this one when I was thinking about the Easter story. And the reason why I was thinking about this is because the enemy loves to keep you and I in prisons. Here's the thing. When someone thinks someone else is dangerous or they commit a crime or something happens, they get tried and if convicted, what happens? They get put in prison. They get confined to a four by four cell and they're stuck there. And that's when I think about this spot of down in Fort Howard where me and my wife go. I think about that. There was prisoners in there. People get, had to be kept in. They didn't want them out because they feared what they could do to them, right? That's what the enemy does in our life. He likes to keep us in an inward prison because he knows that if we could get out, our potential could potentially harm the devil's kingdom. He wants to keep us locked in. Maybe he wants to keep you locked in this morning through the cage of addiction. Maybe you're bound by an addiction this morning and that's your cage. You're bound by it and you feel like I cannot be free. Maybe you're bound by the addiction of, of, of pride or, or maybe you're always getting angry at everything these days. I don't know where you find yourself this morning, but I do know this. The devil hasn't changed his, changed his pattern over the years. He wants to keep people bound in an inward prison because if he can do that, he can keep you from living out the God-given potential God's given to you. And that's what he tried to do with the disciples. Because we see after Jesus died, they all got scared and they all went running every which way. And we actually pick up here in just a moment, I'm going to read a portion of scripture of where most of the disciples were. They weren't out getting excited that Jesus was dead and about to come back to life. They were doing the exact opposite. They ran in fear and were trembling because Jesus was dead. But Jesus gave them a promise that he wasn't going to stay dead but he was gonna rise on the third day and that he was gonna overcome death. And I wanna just read really quick, um, a little later in the passage we just read, and I want you to kind of catch where I, I feel like God wants us to go as we kind of bring this to a wind. Verse, um, verse 19 of chapter 20, that's Sunday evening. So we read early in the morning, Mary went to the tomb. Now we're fast forwarding to Sunday evening. The disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. So think about this. The disciples were hiding and they were scared. They were behind locked doors. They were scared. They were in, picture this, in kind of their own little prison. They were scared. We're not going out of here. Remember, that's what the devil wants to do to us. He wants to keep us locked in, not living out our God-given potential. Suddenly, watch this. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Picture that. 
locked into a room. Next thing you know, boom, Jesus appears out of nowhere. And look what he says. He says, peace be with you. I love that. It's encouraging. The first thing you need when Jesus comes in the room is peace, peace. I'm with you. Peace. I'm here. He said, as he spoke, he showed them the wounds of his hands and his side. They were filled with joy when they saw the Lord again. And he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I love this final closing uh, um, to the Easter story, and it doesn't end there. We could go on and on for hours and hours and talk about Jesus' final ministry before he ascended, ascended into heaven. But, but I want to just share this thought that when I was thinking about the Easter message that God wanted to give our church and those of you who are watching online, I felt it was this thought that some of us are living in prisons in, internally. Outwardly, we may look free. We may look like we're doing well in this crazy season. But inwardly, we're in a prison and we have no idea how to get out. We're bound by things inside. Picture this, just like those prisons I was talking about earlier on my walk through Fort Howard. When those prisoners would get out, they'd become a danger to those people who were trying to keep them in. The same thing the devil knows. If you try to get out of your internal prison, you become a threat to him. And that's not a bad thing because God wants to help you. Even though you'll have an enemy trying to get you back in that prison, God wants to give you the strength day by day to be victorious in all God has called you to do. And my prayer is on this Easter Sunday, how awesome would it be for maybe you are serving God, but maybe there still are some things internally you're bound in that you've never really let go of. You've never really surrendered internal things to the Lord. You've been serving God. You've been reading God's word. You've been attending church, but you've never surrendered some things. And this morning, God's speaking to you through the power of the Holy Spirit, saying, hey, I, wanna, I want you to surrender all of you, not pieces. I want you to surrender the rest of you this morning. On this Easter Sunday, we celebrate He is alive. He wants you to surrender some things. Or maybe you're on the other scale and you don't know Jesus. Maybe you served him at one point, but you fell away from him and you're now maybe far from God and you're in an internal prison of, like I said earlier, of addiction or pain or, or, or maybe you're fighting with, with maybe trying to get, leave out on your wife or, or trying to escape out on your husband and, and you're on the final steps and this morning God brought you to this online service to remind you that because Jesus is alive, he can break you out of that internal prison that's keeping you captive. You don't have to stay where you are any longer. Jesus can make you a new person. He can help you become the person he wants you to be. And maybe you say, well, that's impossible, pastor. You don't know who I am. You don't know my past. You don't even know what I'm doing right now. And you're right. I don't. I have no idea. But I know this. Jesus does. And that doesn't change what he can do in your life. If he rose up out of a borrowed tomb, not just for his disciples, but for you and I to give us life, then tell me he can't give you life right now. He can. He can give you an abundance of life. He can give you the keys to your dungeon and set you free. He can give you the keys that have been locking you in for so long and help you become uh, not a prisoner anymore, but become someone who's set free. How awesome. And that was my prayer even today that God would begin to set us free today from our thinking, from our chains, from our inward prisons, and we would be free. And I love the Bible verse that says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. 
You don't have to live in a prison any longer. You don't have to be bound by shame and guilt. You can be set free this morning through the power of Jesus. And so as we read this morning, the disciples came to the tomb early, discovered he's not here, he's alive. And then later that evening, Jesus showed up and revealed himself. And that's what I believe this morning, right now, Jesus wants to do to all of us. He wants to reveal himself for who he is. He's a mighty God. I I used to sing this song in church, what a mighty God we serve. And you used to sing it again, what a mighty God we serve. I don't want to sing it because I'll hurt your ears with my singing. But I used to love that song because it reminded me that sometimes I used to forget how mighty my God is. That he came up out of a tomb where he was dead in and he walked up out of that thing that we could have victory in life. And this morning, God wants to give you victory. And I want to pray for you this morning. But I want to specifically pray right now if you're far from God. You don't know Jesus. You maybe did at one point, but you've fallen away from him and your life is not lining up with the way he wants you to live. And this morning, God's drawing you to himself. You feel it in your heart. You, you Maybe you're even getting emotional right now, just sensing the spirit of God overwhelming you. And that's not him shaming you. That's a spirit reminding you that he can set a captive free. He can set someone bound in a prison. Maybe you made that prison yourself. Maybe it's because of decisions you made. But God is not done with you. He's surely ready to meet you where you're at and get you up out of that prison and be free and free indeed. So I want to pray for you this morning. And if you've never accepted Jesus into your heart, would you take a moment right there in your room, maybe in your kitchen, maybe even in your living room? Would you take a minute? And if you're distracted by something, would you just get all that distraction out and just focus for a minute? Because this is the greatest decision you'll ever ever make. The greatest decision you'll ever make isn't going to Hawaii or isn't getting retired one day and getting just a, a, a monthly check and you can enjoy coffee all you want. No, the greatest decision you'll ever make is surrendering your life to Jesus. And I want to pray for you right now. And this prayer isn't what saves you. It's your heart opening up to Jesus. That's what he wants to do. He wants to open your heart to him and that he can come in and begin to help you out. It's almost like I used to live with a couple roommates. And when you live with roommates, you realize this house no longer is mine, but it's shared. We all have shared space, right? I have my own room, but the kitchen, the living room, it's all shared space. When Jesus comes in, he wants to evict you and he wants to give you a life full of his presence inside of you. That's what he did in my life. He had to evict me out of my own home that he could come into my heart and dwell and give me peace that I could never give myself. I used to try to do things on my own. I used to try to make decisions for myself. I used to try to think I could overcome addictions and pain by myself. But guess what? I was no match for it. And when Jesus came in and set me free, guess what happened? He evicted me. He came in. And ever since, he's been a guiding path for my life. He set me free. And he wants to do that for you this morning. So I want to pray for you this morning. And if you say this prayer, remember, your heart needs to be open and say, God, I really need you in. So I want to pray for you right now. God, I pray right now for that person who wants to receive Jesus. God, may right right now you begin to do a work in their heart and in their mind. And if you're responding to Jesus right now, would you just say something as simple as, Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender my sin. I surrender my shame. I surrender any chain right now that's trying to, 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 to bury me. God, and I surrender it all to you. And would you come in and do a work in my heart and in my life? And Jesus, I'm yours for as long as I live. Now, if you said that prayer today, the greatest thing happened. Jesus came in 
and he's making you a new person. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, anyone who is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old you is gone. The new you, the new you is going to start to unfold. God's going to give you strength day by day. You're going to start by reading his word and talking with him daily, communicating with him. And in just a moment, we're going to show you how we can stay connected and help you in your walk with the Lord. But I also want to challenge you, Christian. You're serving God. You're you're attending online church right now. You're staying as plugged in as you can. Don't ever allow the Easter story to become something that's just a story. This is the greatest event in history. Jesus is alive. And because he's alive, he's given us victory this morning. And maybe you're in a cage of worry or or, or you're in a cage of, of feeling fear. Maybe your cage looks different than someone who's far from God, but it's still a cage. And God wants to allow you to be set free today from your old thinking, old patterns, and walk day by day with Him. You know, that's what, that's been my story, my wife's story. Each day, what are we doing? We're just choosing, God, we're going to walk with you another day. I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I know what today is. And God, I choose to walk with you another day. I don't know what next week holds or next month or when the economy or everything else will start to turn around, but you know what I choose? Today, I'm going to walk with you, Jesus. Today, I'm going to choose you, Jesus. And every day I wake up and I have to remind myself, today, Jesus, you're alive. And so I choose you again. I love you and I'm grateful you joined us for our online service. My prayer is that this wouldn't have just been an online Easter experience, but it would be God renewing a passion for him. And if you said yes to Jesus, I'm celebrating with you. I wish we could be in person and I could give you a big old hug and high five you. But I want you to know I'm excited for you if you said yes to Jesus. And I love you and I hope in just a moment you'll follow the link and allow us to get some information from you that we can celebrate together and stay connected. Also, if you're joining us and you attend our church or don't, don't forget you can go to citybeat.org slash online. You can fill out a connect card there. You can stay connected with us during the season. And we love you. Happy Resurrection Sunday. Thank you for joining us again. God bless you and have a blessed Easter weekend. Savior, I